0: to our Super Secret Extra Bonus Comedy Geek episode. We are here with one of our special guests, Miss Sharni Thomas, a stand-up comedian hailing from Patelbert. Sharni. Hello. Hi. Hello. Nice to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you for lending your voice to us in our little podcast episodes. So, um, Sharni, tell us, how did you get into stand-up comedy?
1: How did I get into stand-up comedy? I... Thought it would be one of my 2017 things that I would like to try. So I wanted to try it once. And I heard about uh, Rafa's comedy in uh, Mozart's in Uplands, which is a night for new comedians and new material. So I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. Wrote five minutes of material. Stuck a very reliable anecdote about my mother in the middle. And I thought, I'll get one hmm. laugh. Guaranteed. And they ended up laughing at all of it and I got really stressed because I didn't allow room for laughter in the five minutes of timing that I did. And so because they're all so welcoming and it went so well, I decided that I wouldn't try it once, that I would carry on
0: doing it and uh, went from there really. See, mothers are always good for that kind of material, aren't they? Yeah.
1: My mum is full of material. She's proud of it as well. <laughs> my mum
0: <mother's laughs> still, still says uh, Pacific, pacifically instead of specifically.
2: Does she listen to this podcast?
0: No. Oh, cool. I asked her once, I said, Mum, what's the biggest ocean? And she said, oh, it's the Pacific.
2: <laughs> are there any Pacific podcasts that she does listen to? Or?
0: She doesn't do podcasts, no. No, no. She does um, Beatles and Cliff Richard. Anyway, <laughs> so, Shani, my girl, uh, who do you say are your main influences or heroes? Um, Main influences? I think... Um
1: I've actually kind of cut down on the comedy I watch since I started doing comedy um uh, because I'm writing myself um I don't tend to watch other people at the moment, but I really like Sarah Milligan and um Victoria Wood was um a really really good comedian. I watched um a Christmas special of of hers, and I thought oh you know she's she's quite down to earth but um. She had a real range of of comedy, and I thought maybe I could do it. So I'd, I'd say I'd say those those two guys. Do
2: you think you'd like to do songs like Victoria would as well?
1: I do have some punchlines, which are the beginning or end line of a song. <laughs> um, but my singing voice isn't brilliant. <laughs> For me, be venturing in, into that to that sort of
0: thing. I notice as well. You've got. Uh, you said you had a mouse rat T-shirt and. Um, the lovely Dan is also wearing a Mouserat T-shirt. So American comedy is something I really like and I'm really into as well. So the writers like Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, mm. stuff like that. What do you think about American sort of comedy? I love
1: it. I I absolutely loved uh, The US Office. Oh, yeah. um, I did stop watching when Steve Carell left, um, <clears throat> just out of loyalty, really. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did try and watch a couple of episodes, but it just wasn't the same without him. Um, I think it's... As good as the UK office and uh, me and Mark binge watched uh, Parks and Rec oh, yeah. um, last summer. Love it. It was amazing. And I think that I am Amy Poehler because I'm obsessed <laughs> with my job and I like my boyfriend's butt. Brilliant. That's
0: good news. <laughs> and an office setting as well. It's it's a really good place for comedy mishaps, anything, even if it's post-it notes covering the fridge. Uh, anything missing, <laughs> or those emails that you shouldn't send, you know, if you put a kiss on the end of it or something. <laughs> to your boss. Yeah, not that I've ever done that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are there any sort of jokes or humour or comedians that you like and you really shouldn't? Sort of like um, a guilty pleasure?
1: I don't know. My my taste is quite broad. Um, like I, I enjoy dark and dry humour, but I love a good old-fashioned pen as well. We like Um, the puns, don't
2: we, Dan? You like
1: puns. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big fan of the puns. I think you love, I think you might love puns. (laughs) But I think Tom isn't a fan of the puns. Tom
2: doesn't like puns.
1: But discomfort is key with puns. I mean, I've got uh, a 10-minute set um, with a little cluster of puns. And sometimes one of them will get a little half-laughter, half groan And it just makes me stronger and um, makes me really happy inside because it's... You know, it's that dad joke effect that is just kind of nice to have in the, in the middle of a set where people are, are laughing or there's applause breaks and then suddenly you you can hear some people going, oh. Groaning. Like they feel so uncomfortable. Oh. It makes me so happy. That's when you know you've done your job then. Absolutely. <laughs> my work is done. Like one of my favourite dad jokes, which isn't mine, is uh, there's going to be thousands of people in Bristol tonight. Oh, why is that? They live there. <laughs> <laughs> It's just amazing. It's actually an online comic, um, and in the last frame where the dad is saying they live there, the dad's crying, just because it's so good and he knows it is.
0: The <laughs> Bristol, yeah, all inclusive.
1: <laughs> so I know I, you know I, I, don't have any guilty pleasures. I really do think that if if something's funny, it's funny. It doesn't matter what it what it's about.
0: So Shani, when did you first realize that you are funny? Oh, that's a difficult one. Um, when you've
1: got the self-esteem of a of a yo-yo, um, I think that I thought
0: that people were laughing to be polite. I'll just explain. In our days, we used to have things called yo-yos.
2: <laughs> For our younger listeners.
0: <laughs> it's a little bit of string with a, I don't know, how would you describe it?
2: Of, like a round piece of plastic attached to it.
0: It sounds so exciting. Yeah, we have no internet. That was a fun. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. We used to have these things called books. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Yes. What was?
1: All oh, right. Yes. Um. I don't know. I just I think the people were laughing to be polite, and um, but then I I did the Mozart thing, and they were laughing at all of it, and I thought, oh well, they're not going to be laughing to be polite, do they? And um. So what I've started doing is if I if I quip something, and people laugh, I will write it down and I'll test it out, and some things I've thrown. Some things only make me laugh. Some things, so oh, I, I see what I did there and that's
0: it, you know. Um, but it seems like a really supportive community as well, the comedians. Everyone seems to yeah. support each other. There's a lovely atmosphere. And people will tell you if something works and if it doesn't.
1: Oh, definitely. Like, there was um, a comedy competition uh, as part of the Swansea Fringe, which I won. Well <laughs> uh, Hooray. <laughs> when was that? That was, a uh, that was last October. Um, and we were the South Wales comedian people, we were all encouraging each other to apply for it. So like competition and stuff is encouraged. It is a really supportive community.
0: How would you describe your style of comedy? I know you've already mentioned puns and relative humour as well.
1: Um, Because
0: my taste is
1: varied, I've, I've accidentally ended up with a set that's quite varied as well. Um, there sometimes I include um a quite a a dry, dark bit um there's a bit where it's really awkward and I build up tension and then I break the tension. but the audience I can see you wondering like why why are you doing this um there there are a few pens uh the storytelling i I do have um some toilet humor in there because I've got Crohn's disease and I think it's important to make people aware of uh, invisible illnesses such as Crohn's. Um, I've had people coming up to me after my set saying, "I've got IBS. Thank you for talking about it." I've had people asking me if I've actually got it, which is which is crazy because uh, why would I make all of that disgusting stuff up? And uh, some um, innuendo as well, which I which I've always loved. So it would it would absolutely be in there, but I tend to save that uh, for the latter half just to put, <laughs> build people up to it first. So yeah,
0: real variety of stuff. If you weren't doing comedy. How else would you be wasting your time? Oh, Netflix. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Any preferences?
1: Anything you're watching? What are you, at you
2: binging at the moment?
1: Um, I watched um the end of the effing world. Um, I really like prison documentaries. I don't want to end up in one. I absolutely love them. Um, and I would actually be playing my PS4 instead of using it as a posh way to watch Netflix, which is what is happening at the moment.
0: Netflix has got a lot to answer for. Mm. Brilliant. What's the most okay what's the most ridiculous conspiracy theory you can think of or that you've ever heard because what we're going to do we we are inviting you to come up with a theme and we're going to create a sketch about it
1: I think conspiracy theories with people like me are dangerous because I'm easily influenced and I'm on the fence about most things every time I think I've got a strong opinion about something someone will give me the opposing and I'll be back on the fence and with me I'm gullible I mean, to me, being tired is the same as being drunk. And sometimes I go down YouTube rabbit holes about things that I shouldn't be. And then I start believing it. Like uh, one night I went down a YouTube rabbit hole about the Illuminati
0: hmm. and went
1: to sleep, uh, really worried about Jim Carrey and his well-being because he was the high priest of the Illuminati. <laughs> uh, and then woke up and thought, oh God, it was exactly like a, a hangover. Like, what were you thinking? Don't be silly. And we're on our second um, Paul McCartney. That's, what, what that's was the, the most ridiculous one. one. Oh, um, I know that theory. He's yeah. dead, and uh, <laughs> Paul is someone dead. has <laughs> replaced him. And if you play one Beatles song back, oh, <laughs> it's it's crazy. But there's I, hidden I
2: have hidden messages in their album artwork, isn't there? Yeah. And yeah. That, there's two big Beatles conspiracy theories. That's one of them, and the other one is about the guy who um, didn't he like he was out walking his dog and he tripped and he fell, and then some guy came and helped him, took him back to his house. And while he was there, he realised he was actually in an alternative dimension where the Beatles were still together and making albums. And he gave him a tape cassette of the album. And then he managed to find his way back to this dimension. Uh, And he's still got the tape and he's put it online and you can download it and everything. And it is the Beatles with like songs that nobody has ever heard. It's quite weird, actually. And it does sound like the Beatles.
0: Don't. Explain that. (laughs) I'll believe you. Another
2: another little rabbit hole for you to fall down at some point.
0: There's also a strange one recently about a gentleman who says he's a time traveler from thousands of years in the future. But mm. there was a great story about Stephen Hawking as well that he um, he was arranging a party for time travelers, but he sent the invites after the party.
2: Mm-hmm. It was really good. Did anyone show up? Or?
0: Apparently not. Oh, got did. There goes that theory.
1: What's the point of being a time traveler if you haven't got any friends? It's just tragic.
0: Bless them. Bless. Where can people see you perform next?
1: Well, my next gig is April the 1st and it's in Fandangos, which is in Hyandaff. And uh, I'll be there with Noel James and uh, some other comedians. Uh, Noel James is uh, my hero because he He loves pens. pens. He loves pens and he's really good at them. He's had me. Crying, laughing uh, the three times I've seen him live. I've
0: seen him a few times as well. He's really good. We need to get him on the show. Yes.
2: <laughs> Subtle.
0: <laughs> if you could be a, a superhero, who would you be?
1: Uh, the one that requires the least activity, I suppose. Uh, who's the who's the laziest superhero? Can we make one up, Slothman? <laughs> Slothwoman. I'm very good at sleeping. Like I can pull a twelve hour no problem at all. Nap girl. <laughs> Nap girl. Netflix napper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would be just amazing. I
0: Out think sleeping. people would watch that. Yeah. That's
2: that's a really good challenge there. Perhaps we should try and write a sketch or maybe a whole T V series about a really lazy superhero. That's Jessica nice. Jones is pretty lazy, isn't it? She doesn't yeah. want to be there, does she? She like can't be asked all the time.
1: Reluctant really hero. I think mm. I would be Jessica Jones, um, Actually, uh, because I'm very, very good at I don't know if you've seen that meme where you got Barack Obama wearing an FBI hat, and the headline says, you know, girl, when I've met this guy and I only know his first name and where he lives, and uh, you're like with your FBI hat, like leave it to me, I can find mm. I can find out anything I'm terrible. I am a little P- little PI. I'd love to be Jessica Jones. Mm. I think I'm too polite to be Jessica Jones.
2: She's also an alcoholic, isn't she?
1: Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to look like her as well she's got a very cute nose she's got
2: like a little cream flick nose yeah, she? Yeah.
1: yeah Disney princess nose I call that um, Amy Adams has one as well hmm
2: yeah. <laughs> I've got the opposite of that nose I've I've got a yeah, big ski oh, okay. so people visit my nose in the winter to go skiing
1: <laughs> or maybe I could be tangent girl cause
2: <laughs> tangent girl
1: why <laughs> do I go off on those <laughs> yeah. we like a tangent
2: love a good tangent
0: Okay, so, um, what special skills are you particularly good or particularly bad at?
1: Um, I don't have life skills particularly. Um, I seem to struggle with doors, um, like push-pull doors. Um, I can't ride a bike. I can't swim. Um, oh, what's, the, what's the positive mental attitude way of saying it? Um, I can't swim yet. I can't ride a bike yet. I don't intend to. <laughs> um, and I can't drive. And here I am. <laughs> But you can do comedy. I can do comedy. I had a lovely childhood, by the way. Uh, it's just that we used to walk to the beach and I only used to go into the sea so far. Walking also. is good. Yeah. Paddling is great. I've got, I've got on so far without without my life skills. Driving is next, reluctantly. But um, I've downloaded a theory app to my phone to learn to drive, but I've also re-downloaded Pokemon Go, so that's not going very
2: well. <laughs> this adulting thing. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. People make it look easy, don't they? It's, yeah.
1: Can drive up your points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can level up in Pokemon Go, but uh, I can't tell you what that sign means, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Shani, and thank, thank you, you very much for lending us your voice. Thank you, Comedy Geeks. Catch us on the next episode next month.
2: Bye. enjoyed this comedy podcast then please subscribe to our channel and tell all of your friends find us on facebook twitter instagram youtube and tinder this podcast is part of brit Pot scene an independent network of uniquely british podcasts that's always growing Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more.